Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello and welcome to Reloscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions in life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Aditi Kuti. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Reloscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast. I'm your host, Aditi Kuti, um, and this is a special episode because this is my last time hosting the show. Um, I'm moving on from Life Management Science Labs, uh, but I am leaving the show in very capable hands, hands that we are going to meet right now. Marie Stella, welcome to LMSL and welcome to Reloscope. Sup? <laughs> <laughs> Love the energy. Tell us more about yourself beyond um, your one-word intro. Beyond? I don't know. What do people want to know? Tell me, I guess, uh, wh- what do you do? What what were you doing before you became um, an LMSL host? What was, what was I doing? I was doing my master's in media mm-hmm. and just hanging out with my cat a lot and just playing my guitar by myself at home um, and just contemplating life. I think contemplating life is definitely a good one. Yeah, You're in the right track thing. for that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, you are joining a group of hosts who are cat owners <laughs> on the show. Lucky me. Um, and I, the one sole dog owner of the group. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Um, it's okay. Uh, you don't have to think about my dog anymore. He's really <laughs> cute, though, and you, you definitely sure he should. He's adorable. Yeah, I do love dogs. There you go. And he's hypoallergenic, so if you have a dog allergy, don't have to worry about it. I didn't know dogs came in hypoallergenic. Yeah, well, they don't shed. He doesn't shed. Oh. So, yeah. Because oh. he's half poodle. How convenient. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I'll keep that in mind. We, we, we decided on mainly because we didn't want to have to deal with hair being mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, but also, me and my brother have cat allergies. So mm. even though we've never exhibited signs of a dog allergy, yeah. we didn't want to risk it. Yeah. Bit hard. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I think the only cat that doesn't shed is the... Um, the, the bald one, one. The bald one. But They're even, cute. Yeah, but even then, the issue now isn't the shedding of fur. It's the um, fact that their body oils get all over your yeah. clothes and your stuff. Yeah. So it's I like, think that's why cats are more allergic than than mm-hmm. dogs. Where mm-hmm. I think with dogs, it's just the yeah. just the hair. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, anyway, before we, we, we've learned, I guess, a little bit about your pet preferences. <laughs> um, let's continue with the segment that we unwittingly started. Uh, it's called, have you met Marie Stella? We normally do this, uh, in our, sh- in a regular episode with all of our experts, but I thought it might be worthwhile getting to know you a little bit more before you ask other people to introduce themselves to you. Cool. Um, are you happy to answer a couple of questions about yourself? Yes. Amazing. What is your favorite book? Mm. Okay, let me make that easier for you. What is your favorite musical artist? Favorite musical artist? Boy, yeah. I can tell you. Taylor Swift. <laughs> there we go. That's an easy answer. I'm so glad. Um, in case you couldn't tell, Marie and I have been hanging out quite a fair bit. Um, uh, so I already know far too much about her, but now you are going to know just as much as I do as well. Um, what about a favorite movie? favorite movie i think i'm gonna have to go with high school musical too not only is there the nostalgia but also i just think it's far more superior compared to high school musical one i i'm with you on that Mm -hmm. um i spoiler alert have not seen spoiler alert um disclaimer haven't seen um high school musical three and i haven't watched either of the high school musical movies since 2007 i just don't recommend the third one 
I think it's missable. Like you can. I don't intend on watching the third one. If I do rewatch the High School Musical movies at all, it'll probably just be number two. Yeah, number two is great. It was far more interesting to me anyway. Yeah, has all the better songs. Yeah, and I was gonna say that it makes more sense than Mm. the first one, but actually. Come think of it, it actually doesn't. I just think I just like it better. Yeah. Like that's it. I think that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's a podcast that you've been listening to lately? Behind the Bastards, the last one that I've been um listening to. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically about the um most horrible people in the world's history. But they managed to do it in such a casual conversational way that makes you really feel like you're part of the group and that's what I love the most about this podcast is that you can learn things from it but you also can do it while you're brain dead and just want to chill out and that's the best kind of podcast in my opinion. I'm with you there. I'm a big fan of a good history podcast and anyone who has listened, anyone who watches, first of all, the other LMSL shows and maybe caught me as a guest on those will know I'm always (laughs) plugging a history (laughs) podcast in this final part of the episode. And uh, I think it's, as someone who's also studied history in the past, there's nothing more historian than like having a very casual conversation about some very very awful historical people yeah and making it interesting making it so interesting yeah because like when i grew up um in primary school and secondary school i hated history it was one of my least favorite subjects because i think the teachers just didn't like what they were teaching i just think that they didn't have any interest in it and so i just didn't have any interest in it either. It just didn't seem that interesting the way they were putting it across. So, but then I grew up, found the kinds of things that I liked, learning about history and where to find them. And now I'm all for learning about history, any type of history. Yeah. Yeah. You've opened a can of worms in me personally, (laughs) uh, and I'm not going to go into it, uh, but lots of thoughts and feelings that I will express in private at another date. (laughs) Not because they're controversial, but because... We, we don't, don't have time. Have time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who's a famous role model that you admire and you can't say Taylor Swift? Oh, no. Because you already <laughs> mentioned her. That's hard. <laughs> That's really, really difficult. Boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. If it's not Taylor Swift, who is, is it? Is it Maddie Healy? No, it's, um, uh, I think maybe it's got to be Molly Baz. Um, she is, I don't know if you've ever watched Bon Appetit or Red Bon Appetit, which is like these... Um, I'm aware of it, yeah, but I never engaged yeah. in it. Uh, yeah. They had a bunch of racism controversies that I wasn't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was the upper management issue, but she was one of my favourite chefs in that era of Bon Appetit mm. um, mania, yeah. <laughs> I want to call it. <laughs> I, I do remember that time, um, yes. Yeah, because she... Well, I just, I just relate to her. And she doesn't put things across in a very, uh, like, teased way or anything. She makes things really approachable. And, like, mm-hmm. here's some really good pasta that you can do in, like, under 15 minutes. It's so yeah. good. This orecchetti, it's amazing. And you, you see how simple this is. This is kind of a vibe. And she put out this cookbook that I really like um, that hits all my weak spots in terms of like graphic design and photography right um it has this blue this electric blue cover um which is my favorite shade of blue and yeah i'm just in love with it and there are different sections to the cookbook as well where she she outlined the different flavor profiles and uh she also outlined all the different sauces that you can pick out and go with whatever main dish or side dish is in the book. And then so you basically like don't just have a cookbook with a bunch of recipes. It's also like here's how to do certain things for yourself so you can pick out Mm. this information here and there and then use it in your regular everyday cooking because the reality is you're probably not going to 
make all of these recipes on your own. Yeah. Not all of them are gonna vibe with you. You might not like some things. You can replace them with other things. And she makes that very, very approachable. So I really like her for that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think finding a, a chef whose recipes you can consistently rely on is such a precious thing. Mm -hmm. My guy is Gordon Ramsay. Mm -hmm. um, he has surprisingly easy recipes. Mm -hmm. I, I love does. following yeah. them. Yeah. So. Before Molly Bears, I think it was Gordon Ramsay. I think I said in, because I, I worked in a food magazine once as a writer. And one of the interview questions was like, who's your favorite chef? And I was like, Gordon Ramsay, I know it's like mainstream and stuff, but I have my reasons. And they're like, he's got really yeah. good recipes yeah. that are very easy to yeah. pull off and they are full of flavor. Mm -hmm. So I, I fully get you. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. What's the last course that you completed? Um, My master's in media. I just yeah. completed it like two or three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Sorry, yeah. Um I we were talking about your thesis earlier which is yeah, about gaming. Um I'm looking forward to reading it and this is your <laughs> reminder to send it to me. Um we have now gotten to know you. Uh, and I might move on, I guess, to more talking about our show. Obviously, for those who are frequent viewers of our show, you would know that this is the interview segment where we normally ask our expert um for their insights about the topic that we talk about. Um, instead, I want to talk to you as a host and ask you what your experience has been in the area of relationships so we can get a better idea of what you're bringing into, what you're bringing into the show. Because I know for me, yeah, I am happily um, and most likely perpetually single. Uh, but... As a single friend, my friends are always coming to me for advice. Uh, and that's why I enjoy Relliscope so much. It, it kind of actually helps me like rethink the advice I'm giving people, which in the past, and I'm going to be honest, it's not changed all that much. Uh, so I feel a bit validated, but in the past has often been break up with them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this show has kind of just helped me understand when to say that, when not to say that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I found really valuable. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions to, to gauge what your experience is. Um, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you define a relationship? It is when... <laughs> Well, like a romantic relationship? Yeah, that's what our show focuses on. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, no, 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 no. That's a very valid yeah. question to ask um, because previous episodes, it, the majority of the experts have pointed out that a relationship is a lot more than romantic. Mm -hmm. And often those other kinds of relationships are just as important, if not more important than a romantic mm -hmm. one. I I am fully on board with that point of view. Um, it's very, very, my platonic relationships are incredibly important to me and I know that losing a platonic relationship would hurt a lot more than losing a romantic one at this stage of my life <laughs> but the show unfortunately is <laughs> only about romantic relationships I would talk about my friendships all day if I could I was just clarifying because because <laughs> I take things too literally yes so okay. when you say relationships, I was like, okay, in general. Okay, yeah, but romantic relationships. How would I define a romantic relationship? Anything between two people where there is romantic activity, mm -hmm. essentially. I don't think a romantic relationship has to necessarily involve, like, uh, seriousness and serious talks and, like, we are planning to do this long term. It can be a short-term relationship. It's still... Like, it has romance, it's a relationship, it's for the short term, it's casual, it's still a relationship, you know? Yeah. So I think just, yeah, that. And it doesn't have to be two people, it can be three people. Yeah. It can be more. Yeah. Like, I'm very progressive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very aware of that. I'm very inclusive. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the majority of people, like, you know, we talk to tend to um, not limit to two people mm -hmm. either. Uh, a lot of the relationship coaches, therapists psychologists um that we talk to on the show have noticed an uptick in in non-monogamy uh, in consensual non-monogamy um in polyamory so um definitely more than one more than two people for sure uh what is your personal relationship a personal experience with relationships romantic relationships being like 
Oh boy, where do I start? <laughs> so, um, well, I guess I started dating in secondary school, which is basically when people commonly start dating. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think there's anything very um, unique about that. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. I started dating then because I was bored. So, because I'm in high school, I can't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then, so, I th think there was, like, one month thing, which cannot be considered really a real relationship, but I refer to him as my ex. Like, I don't know, I saw him a few more times after that, blah, 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 non-important. When it's, uh, I was in a relationship with another guy for a year, um, that didn't end too well, but I'm okay with him now. And then I was in a relationship for five years and that also didn't end very well. <laughs> Most of them don't end super, super well. Um, you'll have a lot to learn. Yeah. And then I started dating a lot in my early twenties and I've met some incredible people, but also equally, have met some horrible people. Um, yeah, so I, I do have a lot of sh sharing to do whenever it's appropriate. Um, I It will be very appropriate. I think my only regret with the show is that, like, I don't have enough personal, like, dating stories because I don't have a terrible amount of relationship experience myself. Um, like, I have had one serious official relationship a couple of serious situationships mm -hmm. um and like a lot of uh scenarios where we clearly both have feelings for each other but we're not ready to take the next step beyond that yeah i'm not gonna lie the serious the serious situationships always hurt harder yeah just because it's like because it's a situationship um people expect that you know you don't get too hung up on it but yeah. it's precisely because you're not allowed to show that vulnerability. I think that's kind of the difference between being a friend with benefits and being in a situationship mm -hmm. is that a situationship kind of implies that there is more than friendship or like something yeah. beyond friendship And involved. there's more than like just sexual relations as yeah. well. There's yeah, like there's more, an emotional yeah. intimacy that yeah. neither of you are willing to be honest about. <laughs> that's what I feel a situationship yeah. is anyway. Yeah, and it's really hard because it's like um, just tiptoeing around all these topics, yeah. dancing around it, and just like one day being so happy and over the moon about some interaction and the next day just being like, I guess I was wrong. And then the next day being like, I guess I was right. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's no security. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. When did you first experience romantic attraction? And let me rephrase that in a more colloquial term. Who was your first crush? My first crush? Yeah. Jesus. I don't know. Uh, God, do I want to be honest? Uh, yeah. Mine is embarrassing. So, like, be as honest as you want. Uh, mine's super embarrassing. Uh, I had a crush on this guy when I was in kindy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, I can't remember much. I just know that, like... His name started with a J. Hey, at least it was a real person. <laughs> what was yours not a real person? Mine was um, Android 18 from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, no. Uh, which is not a show I've watched. It was a video game I watched my cousin play on his mm. PS2. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better. And then the second crush yeah. was a character from Digimon. So it just doesn't okay. improve. Well, if it makes it you improve. feel any better, I don't know if I should be revealing this. I did have a crush on um the Pokemon Lucario. Okay, yeah, maybe let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Um <laughs> Do you have a do you have a relationship horror story? <laughs> relationship horror story does it have to be a relationship horror story or could it be a dating horror story dating relationship either way i have heaps but i'm just gonna share the most recent one mm -hmm. which is not so much a horror story it's more of like a uh, ick. you know like uh, not really an ick more of like 
oh, that happened. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so what happened was I met this guy when I was already seeing other people. It was like casual dating stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you go on multiple first dates and blah, blah, blah. You see how things work out. Um, we seemed to get along. I did bond with him over a lot of things like mental health anxiety we shared a lot of that in common mm -hmm. uh, and so I think we started off on a really good baseline but then um, as the day went on I found like it was really difficult to talk to him on a casual level because we'd already bonded on such a deep level with the mental health stuff and mm -hmm. um, disorders and stuff like that um, and then I found it really hard to connect with him on a casual level, which is fine. I was just planning on giving it more time to foster because sometimes it takes more than a day to build chemistry. It doesn't always happen overnight, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we went to a bar and we played pool. And then there was this random stranger who came up to us and was like, hey, do you mind if I join you guys for pool? And we were like, sure. And then we were just chatting with this guy, um, asking him where he's from, what he's doing here on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, and while my date was playing pool, the guy and I would be talking and my date would get so visibly anxious and try to stop playing pool and just come back in and, and start mm -hmm. inserting himself in there. Right. And because this was still like the first date, so we hadn't like made any physical contact at that point yet. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he was putting his arm around my shoulder and like calling me babe and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. it felt quite overbearing. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay. I'm still going to give this guy a chance. I understand why he'd be anxious about it. Like it is, it's the first day, you know, I just, I don't want to judge him based on this incident. So we went back to my place and we talked about um, what we were looking for. Um, towards the end of the night and he was saying something about like oh wanting a long-term relationship and I was like I agree I do want a long-term relationship I do want to look for a serious relationship it's just that like I have um, I'm very picky mm -hmm. not in a like uh, I will find a fault in anyone kind of way but more in yeah. a like I have a set of needs I know that I'm aware of that and I don't want to shortchange myself. I don't want to waste someone else's time. And mm -hmm. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. So I'd rather be single than to too quickly get into a serious relationship that like just falls apart. Yeah. Um, so I explained that. And it was like, okay, fine, let's see how it goes. Um, and then we got back together for I think two more days. And every single time he asked me what what can we do to move forward into a long-term relationship? And I got kind of annoyed at that point because each time it would be the same answer. It would be, I need time to get to know you first. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk about like a long-term relationship because we've only really been on two or three dates. I barely know you. you. Do you remember my full name? I don't think so. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. And it was just a bit... It was a bit suffocating. It was moving on. too fast. It was moving too fast and not in a way of like a, oh, accidentally moving too fast. It was more of like a, he was trying to push it to get mm -hmm. there. And and I felt like he wasn't really listening to what I was trying to say. Or he, he heard what I was trying to say, but he didn't like the answer. Yeah. So he, he kept asking again, hoping to get a different answer. And, and at the third, by the third date, during the third date, he asked three times the same question. Mm -hmm. And by then I was like, all right, I don't think that this is going to work out. Mm, because sorry. It's, yeah, on. no. Um, yeah, because it's like, I'm, because he would say like, I'm, I just want to communicate with you. And I'm like, I am communicating with you. You just don't want to accept the answer that I'm giving you. 
And so it's like, you know, how do we move forward with this if you just want to keep fixating on the, like, we have to be in a long-term relationship, we have to be in a serious relationship and stuff like that. And also, he did um, actually um, suggest that we get married on the second date. Yeah, fully serious. I think that's a horror story. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually, that's probably a bit of a horror story that i think that's a horror story <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie i didn't want to keep dating him because he was a goth oh he is a goth and uh, i love goths and we had all these goth plans together because mm -hmm. i am a, a goth on the inside <laughs> you know um but i just couldn't take the constant questions anymore like i just want to get to know you mm -hmm. um and i just felt like i couldn't and I also feel like he was asking the same question multiple times. It doesn't seem like he was paying attention to you in any way, if, mm -hmm. if that was the case. I mean, I understand nervousness mm -hmm. is, is entirely possible as mm -hmm. an issue. Um, that can happen a lot. I know that when I am nervous, I can ask people the same question three times within the space of, like, the same outing. Mm -hmm. But... I it does it didn't seem like he recognized that at all, right? Like yeah, and at a certain point, I felt like he was more concerned about getting into a relationship with me, a committed relationship with me, than he was actually getting to know me. Mm. Um, and that didn't feel very good. Not that I want to like nitpick at things and say like, oh, you did this wrong, and you did this wrong, and you did this wrong, because like. Ultimately, it's a nice feeling to be wanted. It's just, I just don't feel like this is the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and also proposing to me on the second date, that's a bit like, that's I don't feel like you actually like me. I think I he was just like, trying to pin someone down yeah. and I think you dodged a bullet. Yeah, like I feel like you just want to be in a relationship for the sake of it and I don't vibe with that maybe he had someone he needed to prove something to or whatever I know, I, yeah i straight yeah. up asked him like because he said something like or oh, i'm not gonna lie i think i'm already falling for you and this was the second date so i straight up asked him mm, do, you, do you fall in love very easily yeah, and then he just did this weird nervous laughter and went like, what? <laughs> no. Mm. Yeah, but that's my horror story. <laughs> Sorry, that is a horror story. I would classify that as a horror okay. story. I know you're like, oh, yikes. But no, asking Mario on the second date is definitely a horror story. I, I don't yeah. think that's a... Yeah. That's, that's scared. I would be scared. I um, think it's just because, like, compared to my other dating horror stories, it's pretty mellow. Mm. So to me, it's like... But eh, this was a safe-for-work story. So this well. is a safe-for-work story, yeah. <laughs> Stick with that one. All right. Uh, final question um, off this part of the show. What do you hope to learn when hosting Reliscope? Because obviously your relationship experience has been very different to what mine is. Mm, I guess I'm hoping to just take away some lessons for myself. Because I do date around a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's like, uh, it, it's like... You know, there's certain things, there's certain relationships where I look back on them and I'm like, oh, maybe I could have reacted in a better way or maybe I could have handled this better or maybe I could have avoided this or maybe I could have done more of that. And I think I just also, in my personal, like, romantic relationship journey, I just don't want to go through the same struggles that I did when I was younger and more mm -hmm. naive. Yeah. And so now I am just constantly wanting to learn about these things and what makes a relationship um, valuable, what makes a relationship worth staying in. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully just to not have to go through the same thing again yeah. you know because a lot of people even as adults mm -hmm. um just rush into relationships thinking all that you need is chemistry and then wonder why it falls apart yeah and there's a reason for that and there are many reasons for that um and i think it needs to be talked about 
a lot more because it's not as simple as I like you, you like me. Now let's go out and make some babies or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not as simple as that. And that's also the reason why there's so many marriages that don't work out. Yeah. Um, and and that can be fine too. It's just that there is a reason for that. And I like to learn about these things. I think you're really going to like hosting the show. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what you said mirrored what um, I've been talking to people about as well cool. on the show. So I think, you, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I, I think you're going to have, um, I, I think you're going to learn so much, but also feel very validated um, in a lot of your thinking. Um, and I guess that's where knowing... The, the comfort of talking to someone who's a who's who's an expert in their field is that's where that comes in is like okay they kind of know what they're talking about mm -hmm. and i found that most experts who almost pretty much every expert we've had on the show has has been very clear about what they can and can tell you about yourself and your specific experience and i think that's what makes a good expert knowing yeah. what they do know and what they don't that's great and actually honestly this really really lines up with them um, my life right now because I decided like a couple of weeks ago that I'm gonna stop dating and work on myself. Ooh. So like learning all these things during my like little dating break. Yeah. It's kind it's of a great yeah, time to it, be it, learning. It's, it's a great time. It's and then yeah. you can take that into your actual when when you yeah. decide to return to dating and yeah. and do that. No, I think this will be fantastic, and I think you're gonna have a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. um, but I I am gonna move on. Um, usually we would have um, a bunch of a, a bunch of sections here, which like the practice habit experiment debrief, um, uh, questions from the audience and open mic. Uh, where we would ask the expert um, for further opinion on things. Uh, what I'm going to do instead to kind of help close off our episode is give you the opportunity to ask me questions about the show, about what being a host is like, um, and about, uh, yeah, about just what it's like to do, um, to, to host the show. So I'm giving you three questions. I'm putting a limit on it. Um, but you know you can call me uh, okay. beyond that as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 have a list. I'll, I'll have another list of questions for yes. like outside of this, like yes. our own personal conversation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for the show, my first question is, uh, what is the most surprising thing you've learned from hosting the show? Oh, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Um, I think what I've learned, um, and it's something I uh, kind of never really, it's it's not so much like a surprise so much as it's something I haven't considered, um, how much like planning goes into your relationship. Um, I've talked to a lot of therapists who've talked about things like couple routines um, and set communication uh, templates that allow you to communicate and navigate conflict or serious conversations with your partner. And I think, you know, there's one like having a schedule, scheduling time with your partner. Um, one of my very early episodes was about a sex schedule, <laughs> having a schedule for sex, making a time for it, um, making kind of like a date and, and turning it into a you know, something to look forward to. And it's something I never really considered because you always consider, especially the sexual aspect of a relationship to be very spontaneous and mm -hmm. to kind of happen on the fly. But I think she's not the only one that recommended, you know, scheduling time um, to, to be intimate with your partner. And the way they described it, it kind of seemed like something that made a lot of sense. Again, being very single, I don't know when I'm going to try it. <laughs> but I understand, you know, we, we live in a very busy environment. Um, and often the when you're in a committed relationship that you take for granted, you're not making time for that person. So it, it, these episodes are all about, you know, actually taking the time to plan out and make time for people. And it, it's, it's kind of more than just a commitment. It's a lot of actions and deliberate planning that kind of goes into it. And I think that's probably the thing that I just never really considered. But 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in it now. That is surprising, but it does. Now that you're talking about it, it does make sense.、Mm. Especially if you both are working adults, yeah, and you just don't really have all the time in the world to be spontaneous. Exactly, like, you know.、Um, yeah, might I argue that <laughs> having a commitment and a schedule、um, together might be more romantic than being spontaneous all the time and relying on. Just, I think. Like, A little bit of romance to、There、be found in that activity.、Romance. I think there's something in putting an effort. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I'm I'm for it. I I think if anyone chooses to try it out, let us know if it's worked <laughs> for you,、um, because we'd love to see it. Yeah, please let us know all、yeah. the details. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next question? My next question is, what is your dating horror story? Oh. <laughs> Okay. Um. Oh, where do I begin? My. Do I want to give my last boyfriend the satisfaction of talking about him on this show? It's not so much a horror story.、Uh, again, similar to yours. Although I feel like when I describe it, you might think it's a horror story. But I, I think, you know. I I can't explain the full nuances of of the situation in the just in the space of. Answering this question,、um, but it was kind of the one official, you know, relationship that I had, and it's kind of around the breakup. Essentially, two weeks before,、um, we needed a break.、Uh, we were talking about our future.、Mm-hmm. We were having a very realistic and honest conversation about like how long do we actually see each other being together. And both of us seemed like we were on the same page. We we're like, well, right now it's not forever, but it does seem like for a little while yet.、Um, it it does seem, you know, another year,、um, maybe two, not forever at the moment. That might change.、Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I came out of that conversation feeling pretty satisfied. Two weeks later, he texts me saying that he needs a break and he doesn't think things are working out. Um, and then we were. It was like I think a couple of days before Valentine's Day as well. So he just went cold turkey、yeah. for like a, a period of I think probably ten days in total. Finally,、um, you know, I by the end of that was just like I can't go on with a relationship like this. Like that's just complete miscommunication, and I don't believe in that. I guess the. Good side. We we ended up having a conversation in the end, and I think the bright side of that is that you know there was some closure.、Uh, I knew exactly why he wanted to break up with me.、Um, he knew that what he did was wrong.、Um, I told him so,、uh, but I am a people pleaser, so I couldn't really tell him. I couldn't. I didn't have anything to say to him about you know what he could do better.、Um, but I, I I do think that、uh, the reasons he broke up. With me for have affected me in ways that I didn't realize until years later. One of it was that he felt I was too opinionated, which is funny because I've always been opinionated for as long as I've known him.、Uh, but the second、uh, was that he couldn't really handle my mental health issues, and、uh, I get it, <laughs> right? Dealing with someone else who has what was at the time unchecked mental health problems、um, that I was aware of, but I was not really on top of. Dealing with the stress of being with someone like that, whether that be a relationship, whether that be a friend, whether that be a family member, is really difficult. And I think, especially if that person is not a family member, you're not obliged to tolerate it. You know, especially if it's affecting you negatively. I have been in friendships where I have done my best to be there for a person who is clearly going through some really tough times, but. Because I've got my own issues to deal with, the ways that they have reacted to my help, or the ways that that kind of constant diligence has affected me, has meant I've unfortunately need to needed to cut off the friendship because it was very it was leaving a huge toll on my on my mental health at the time. So I could never blame anyone for breaking up with someone because they can't handle their mental health issues.、Mm-hmm. I think that I, I don't fault him for being perfectly honest in that. But as you can imagine, 
<laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Um, my mental health issues are permanent. You know, I can get treated for them, but they're still going to be there. And it does make me wonder if I, even though right now I am at a place that I am like satisfied about being single, like I don't feel the need to be in a relationship. But if I feel the need for companionship, I know that that is going to be an issue that will stop me mm-hmm. from entering a relationship even to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's something that I've not really bothered looking into because it's not urgent right now. Um, it's not what I'm looking for, but it is going to be a problem in the future. Yeah. And I wish that that was something that I had been more on top of at the time, especially since I was recovering. It was a month after a very bad depressive episode for me. Mm-hmm. I really, really wish I'd been on top of that. So it's not so much a horror story as much as it is like a tragic story. I guess. Yeah. And also I imagine just because I have been in a similar situation mm-hmm. before, um, what people don't, I don't know if people talk about this actually, because it's mm. not, not like I'm going out there like broadcasting this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like um, people who don't go through this don't realize that it makes it like, again, not our partners or our ex-partners fault. It's just that after going through a breakup like this where it's like you realize that your mental health has been affecting your Mm ex-partner and that's the reason they couldn't be with you anymore. Yeah. You go on living life next. Your next phase of life is like, well, how can I ever be with anyone? Yeah. Because I'm always going to be this way and things can get better, Mm -hmm. but I will inevitably have episodes and it's like the now you have to go through the like oh so i i'll never be good enough for someone or to i can't i i just won't be able to be in a healthy relationship with someone because of my issues and then you Mm. have to go through the like i have to improve myself i have to fix myself and that's like I was talking to a guest the other day and, and she was saying that's actually a very toxic mindset. This idea that you think you're going to be fixed before you can go out and seek mm-hmm. another relationship. If you're dealing with something really serious, um, you know, it may never be fixed. But also like regardless of what you're going through, you're never going to be perfect ever. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. <laughs> Everyone is inherently flawed. I think what made it especially difficult for me was that I was so reluctant to let him in on my mental health problems and he was the one who insisted on being a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I let him in and he was genuinely very helpful through that period. He he wasn't a detriment. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a huge help uh, in kind of getting me back on my feet. Uh, And then for that to happen after is kind of like, it's not just affected my ability to take on a new relationship. Um, it's affected my ability to just confide in other people yeah, and like trust. tell them what I'm really going through. Yeah. Like I don't trust them to be able to handle it. It's also because it's like, well, again, not his fault because he probably didn't realize what 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 he was getting himself into in mm-hmm. the first place. Yeah. So it's like again, he did this with the best intentions, but then it's also like you know yourself that this is going to happen again. Like someone yeah. else is going to think they, they can take it on when they can't. Yeah. Because that's what you've been taught in the past. And maybe that's a really unhealthy mindset to have. It but is that's, an unhealthy mindset. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not one that's easy to break out of when it's kind of uh, half of it is just the reality of your situation. Like I am dealing with some pretty chronic mental health issues that I am going to deal with for the rest of my life. Uh, it's always going to be a problem. I'm right now getting treatment for it. Um, it's helping. Uh, very soon I will have a diagnosis that will allow me to get medication, I think. Um, and I'm doing the best I can to to improve myself. Like, I, I don't think that that's um, an in that's I don't think that that's a unworthy thing to do. I think recognizing that you need help and, and doing what you can to make sure that you are getting that help and also doing what you can on your own to make things easier for yourself is a good thing mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But I think that that's, I guess, another surprising thing is when my my guest told me, you know, it is actually really, really unhealthy 
to 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 want to to think that you know you're going to work on yourself first before you go see other people because often what you're saying when you what what you what you mean when you say something like that is just i need to be perfect ah oh, shit that's my mindset yeah. right now yeah so, okay gotta fix that so, <laughs> something to work on but like again like i said I, it's 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 a nuanced yeah. it's a nuanced conversation because i i don't think working on yourself in and of itself is a bad thing and perhaps that is something you need to do definitely being single i highly encourage it um i think I encourage it to a lot of my friends who are coming out of a breakup, whether they listen or not. The ones who have listened have always, always thought it was good advice. Mm -hmm. it, it kind of gives you the time to learn something about yourself. You process, if you've done it right, you process, you know, what you've learned from your previous relationship. Uh, you get to feel feelings. You're yeah. not kind of ignoring it yeah. with another person. And, and it can be equally as fulfilling if you really put yourself into it. Yeah, no, if you really, and yeah, you are placing more value on other relationships, which are equally important in your life. I think sometimes when you're in a, and I know this is definitely true of me when I enter relationships, it feels like they're everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm again the people pleaser. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser, so I want to be the person that they like. Mm -hmm. I lose myself. Yeah, I lose. I definitely lost my hobbies when I was in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't, again, not like blaming my ex. That's a matter of the way I <laughs> tend to behave. Yeah, I think one thing that but, I yeah. have been not really struggling with, but like kind of questioning mm -hmm. is whenever I start dating someone new, when I have, when I pick up this new hobby, is it, is it, um, is it because of them? Is it, you yeah. know, because sometimes they are, they are related to, something that we've talked about something they've showed interest in and then i always have to question myself like am i doing these just to get um attention, attention or validation from them or yeah. to have a common interest to bond over like i got into star wars because of a guy no <laughs> and now yeah. i'm still into star wars okay well and that's I'm kind of good i'm still into star wars that's kind of like, good to star wars because of a guy yeah i gotta admit uh my couple of my exes have tried to get me into star wars never happened i'm really really sorry that's okay you I, might disappoint yeah. a few guests but that's fine yeah <laughs> it's okay you can you can boo me from wherever you are we we will boo yeah. you um definitely i understand sure. it i understand it <laughs> was that question two yes okay so last question what are you doing after this <laughs> Are you flirting with me? Maybe on the relationship I'm podcast. I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me um, the past what, 40 minutes or so. I am happily single and I'm not seeking a relationship. Thank you very much. I'm just flirting. Even if a very nice person who shares a lot of my interests comes up to me and asks me what I'm doing after work. First of all, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh you called me a nice person you are a nice person oh, you're a lovely you. person that's why i trust you so much to host this podcast next oh thank you um but no um i i i'm no, gonna you're have not to decline doing, you're not doing any no and i'm like no yes like, i am busy going home? as i said earlier what? um i've got things to do yeah like that's what i meant like what are um, you doing <laughs> i was under the impression you were flirting with me actually the uh, <laughs> and so i was responding appropriately <laughs> no um what am i doing after this i am going home um i am my gonna greet my parents they're coming back from the from <gasps> india at the moment yeah all the best um, god so they'll be home maybe an hour after get i get home uh by which time i have to make sure that uh the chores I asked my brother to do are actually done. That's huge. That's loads. And mm -hmm. wish you all the best for that because I know what it's like with parents. I'm excited. It means I have to cook less. Because <laughs> I yeah. have been doing yeah. almost all of the cooking for yeah. the past three weeks. And I'm exhausted. I, Fair enough. I love cooking. However. I am now tired. Yeah. When you do it... Um, and I frankly also like my work hours do not allow yeah. me to like cook at reasonable yeah. hours either. So. And when you do it like not by choice, it it's tiring. It's not so bad. Like I have been trying to make 
do something experimental every single time I have to cook, which has oh, been really fun. nice. The issue is that my brother just eats so much. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I had to cook for my entire family when they were staying here. Yeah. And my two brothers are growing teenagers. So I have to cook for like seven and there's five mm. of us. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for asking me those questions. I hope they were worthwhile. I feel like I've shown more personality in this episode than I ever have. <laughs> this show i'm not usually doing that um well i hope you have fun doing it i did i had a lot of fun and i you know i'm really excited for you to take on the show um i i i know you're gonna have a great time and i know you're gonna make the most out of everything that you learn and i'm really excited for that because i feel like finally the stuff I, we're learning on relescopes is going into a lot more than just advice from a friend it's it's probably going to actually come into use yeah i'm excited <laughs> by to, someone who needs it i'm excited to to like relate all of my past dating stories to whatever the professionals have to say it's uh, like oh shit i yeah. know what that i know what that is i i have a story for you expert yes. you want to hear this <laughs> you you have a lot of that um but thank you thank you so much marie um i really really appreciate uh you know you taking the time to chat to me today uh i know you kind of had to but i've had a great time regardless I've um, had a great time too. Thank you for taking the time to like get to know me and everything. Apart from this, because like you didn't have to get to know me outside of recording the podcast. Yes, I did. Well, like um, you didn't have. To. I wanted to. Well, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. You you wanted to, and that's nice. <laughs> I think uh, I never had the opportunity to properly introduce myself as a host on this podcast and uh beyond kind of a i think a scripted introduction so i'm really glad that you have the opportunity to to be able to do so properly um and i i hope that you can bring the same energy to to all of the shows that you host in the future i hope so too yeah yeah i'm excited yeah yeah all right cool. well i'm gonna conclude the show here uh this does bring my time with lmsl uh, and with reloscopes um to an end um i've had a great time hosting this show uh, i've had a great time hosting this episode but i hope that in the episodes of the past you've seen the same excitement as well um it, talking to people to experts in the field learning from them is my favorite part of the work that i do and it's definitely the part that i'm going to miss the most um i know this is going to be the favorite part of marie's job once she takes this on as well um and like i think even though these tips are for romantic relationships, I have used them for friends and family, especially a lot of the stuff we talk about communication, and it's helped me be a lot kinder to the people around me. Um, and so I am really excited to hear what else the show has to offer. I'm excited to see you host the show. Um, I'm going to be supporting Marie as a listener from now on, um, and I know you'll do a wonderful job. Uh, I know you'll kill it. Um, just a quick note to round out um, everything I have to say. We also produce other shows ranging from the topic of family science to household management to well-being and happiness. And you can find the links to all of those in the show notes down below, um, as well as on our website, lmsl.net. You've been listening to Reliscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel, as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found at re.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Aditi Kuti. Thanks for tuning in.